This is I Want to Praise You, featuring comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, and Dr. Milton Brown. Praise is what I do, and this is I Want to Praise You.
how we gonna do this. I'm not in your head out there. Another edition of I Want to Praise You, comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, Dr. Milton Brown, and yours truly, Darren Florence. We are set and ready to celebrate Mother's Day. 
Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to your auntie, your grandmother, everybody that is a mother. We want to celebrate you today. Now, today we'll be talking to my mother. She has a unique story. She went to a private Adventist Academy in Colorado during a time when racism was at its highest. And she was the first black to ever go to Campion Academy in Denver, Colorado, right outside of Denver. And we're going to talk to her about that. So we have a lot of special music lined up. So stick around for an amazing show today on I Want to Praise You. My name is Darren Come on, Flores. Right here. It was a blood. Shed on Calvary. Come on. Shed on Calvary. No greater love. No greater love. Can never be shown to me. Can never be shown to me. I smile while I praise. I smile while I praise. Cause I'm as happy. Cause I'm as happy as I can be. I can never repay. Come on. I can never repay. Watch out. 
to Calvary Talk to my own mother on this Mother's Day. Hey, Ma, how you doing today? Happy Mother's Day. How's your day going? I'm doing fantastic, Darren, and thank you for interviewing me. And I'm very honored that uh, you have decided to do this. I'm doing well. Good, good. Now, a couple of months ago, we talked to Uncle Tommy, and he told his story. And um, so we're going to kind of do it in the same energy as that. So hopefully this should be a positive and, and, and fun experience. So let's start from the beginning. Tell me when you were born and um, your first recollections of starting, you know, to see your parents, your brothers and sisters and going to school, working on the farm. Let's start from the beginning. Well, I was due to be born the 1st of March, and I guess it's my DNA to be late. So when it was time for my delivery, uh, I was almost 30 days late or several days late. And mother had already made provisions to be to use a hospital inside in of Denver city limits. The day that she went into labor, there were no empty hospitals. So they told her of a little sanitarium on in Inglewood, Colorado. Uh, nobody had ever heard of it, and it was called a sanitarium. That's they call me the king of the remix, mixing genres together. It's a legendary R&B song that I made gospel, and I want to do a piece of that. It seems like every other year it goes viral again. As of recently, it just went reviral on TikTok. Listen, I'm grateful for it. If you know it, you can sing it with us. Hey. Just want to tell you 
in the old school I wanna go back just for a minute
Black Cousin. What's going on, baby? What's happening, everybody? Well, yeah. well, well. We have embarked on another Mother's Day weekend graduation yeah. weekend at our HBCU. Congratulations to Milton Brown's son for graduating and all the other graduates. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. Milton Brown's son. Little give me the ball. Got Little give me the ball. <laughs> Little give me the ball. He played for Oakwood Ambassadors. He plays for over the bachelor, so we that that's legit. Young, give me the ball yeah. in the building. That's <laughs> right, that's right. Come on, give me your Mother's Day shout outs right quick, man. My, I got my mother on the line. We talking to her all for the whole show. So go on and get your mama in and, and graduation and let's cut it short. All right, thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. So first of all, I want to say to my mama, I got the greatest mama in the world. Cause she never believed anything I said. She never believed what I told her. She never believed the things that they told her. She was like, I go to the principal's office, they said, uh, first thing she said is, what did he do? She never said, hey, son, son, I know you didn't do that. She always asked the principal, what did he do? What did he do? I said, mama, sometimes just take up for your son. Take up for me. But it made me a better man. So I love my mama, cause I wouldn't have it no other way. She was always there for me. Wherever, wherever I didn't want her to be, she was right there, right there. <laughs> so, so that's all to mama. Oh, she was something else. She's still something else at ninety years old. Mm. So I, mean, I told her I was gonna take her out when she turned ninety. I told her, I said, "Mama, take you out to uh, breakfast." I told her that last Sunday she been going all strong for a whole week. Or when we going out and where we going all week? You better take care so, of that mama, son, boy. You better take oh, care of your mama. Oh, I am, I am. I love them. I want to get one of them. I got a whole lot of other mothers. I go congratulations to my daughter. The daughter, my daughter, she graduating, uh, uh, get a master's in social work. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, That's my and, niece and over there. Get in there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She's in St. Louis University of Washington in St. Louis. And uh, that is uh, 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 social work uh, school. She getting a master's there next Friday. That's right, she got, so I gotta be in Nashville. I mean, in uh, uh, St. Louis, where your uncle's at. Yeah. So, man, we got a whole lot to be thankful for. Even, hey, even, I don't even mind. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it one more time. I even say, uh, 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 happy Mother's Day to my baby, my baby mama. Ooh, wee. All the baby. I can't say nothing but say I'm blessed. Don't, 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 don't flashback on me right now. I did. My eyes start. When I was talking, my eyes start twitching. When I was talking, my eyes start twitching. I'm talking come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. Man. Ask your mama, man. Ask your mama what that mean when my eyes start twitching <laughs> when I'm talking, mama. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ask what it mean when it twitches like that. Yeah, man, but uh, 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 it's, 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 it's beautiful because uh, it wasn't for the women. And I can't stand these men trying to tell these women what to do with their body. Bro versus Wade. They ain't talking about all these men doing all this stuff. Bro versus Wade. Cuz we got to get back to the music. We running we running out of music cuz. Tell your dad we praying for him. Tell your dad we praying for him cuz it's Mother's Day but we still got your dad on the prayer list. 
Congratulations to your daughter and your baby mama. Say happy Mother's Day yeah. to my mama and Milton's mama and, and Howe's mama, all the mamas. Oh, man. Oh, I love, I love my, your mama. Oh, my goodness. What's her nickname? She always, I can't Miss Kamama. Miss Kamama. Yeah. Happy, happy Mother's Day, Miss Kamama. And then we have uh, uh, Mr. Brown's mama. And then how to hear... Oh, man, I love these mothers, man. I love these mothers. All right, we got to go. We got to go. Let's go. Happy Mother's Day, Happy graduation, Oakwood. Yeah. We yeah. out.
it belongs to me Salvation belongs to me And I have everything To make salvation complete Cause I know the work is already done By the power of His blood I know it's mine It belongs to me
that's where she ended up going to Porter's Sanitarium Hospital, and that's where I was born. I was the first black baby born there. Oh, by the way, you were born at the same hospital. That's right. That's right. That's right. I sure was. And people always ask me, like, are there black people in Denver? I'm like, listen, I don't really know how many black people are there, but I moved down south when I was about four years old, five years old. So you got to ask my mom and her brothers and sisters about that. Now, we came from a relatively affluential family. Mom and dad, Richie, they had, you know, businesses that were thriving and your your mother and my and father, my grandparents, they were had a real estate company from what I understand. And so tell me how you guys eventually moved out to outskirts of Denver and Brighton. Tell me the story of how that happened. My grandparents owned many properties in the black neighborhoods of Denver. Uh, but they lived on five points. They had a stately home on the corner of Welton and Five Points. It's the house is still there, um, but uh, so the Richies were known and uh, were quite well known in the city of Denver. Eventually, my mother went into real estate. That's what she wanted to do. My father was a cab driver. Uh, and work, worked at Gates Rubber Company, which was a large industry there in the city of Denver. My parents eventually bought a house. It was a five-story, what are they called? Brown, um, a brownstone? It wasn't a brownstone. It was a five-story house that they made into a rooming house. Mm-hmm. We were on the first floor and the basement. And the rest was rented out. It's a, it's an old, what they call old houses. Anyway, uh, and it's today, it's very beautiful home. And uh, antique, antebellum. No, no, it wasn't antebellum. Uh, anyway, it was, a, it was an old five-story home. And um, it's worth several millions right now. The house, the home is still there on Emerson Street. Beside the quiet stream and 
I'm the oldest of six, and I remember 
I don't remember Sammy's birth, but I remember my sister Miriam and Butch, no, uh, Butch, um, Florence, and especially Dwight. I I remembered every all the details when Butch when Dwight was born, uh, and today he's still my considered my baby. But um, uh, we were a unit and we had fun together. Um, remember our bathtubs, uh, dad had a tin bath, a tin tub. I don't know, it was a tin tub that we took the ba our baths in. Uh, we had a wooden ice box in this house. But, you know, that was back in the, four, in the 40s. As a result of my birth, uh, a lady gave my mother Bible studies. Her name was Maddie Fitch. And she gave my mother Bible studies and she became, a, she was baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Beth Haven was the name of the church. Uh, and eventually my grandmother was baptized and then my father. And as a result, of me, my grandfather came into the church because I used to go to work with him as a two-year-old and uh, I loved being with my grandfather. So I, we would go by the church and I would say, that is my church and he could not handle that. Here this little baby has a church and I don't. So he eventually joined was baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church and he was an avid reader of Ellen G. White and Ellen G. White said that <clears throat> if you have children it's best to raise them in the country so he took that to heart and sold several of his properties and bought a dairy farm in Henderson, Colorado my mother we had 44 heads of cattle. My mother was uh, had an acre. She built the family home there, and that's where we grew up. Now, I, I remember the house in Brighton, which is a few miles up the street from Henderson. Um, eventually, um, it was a beautiful, beautiful property uh, the Platte River, which is one of the biggest rivers in Colorado, ran through the property. Um, yes, you're right. They eventually dug a big lake on the property, and they they furnished it with fish. And I used to go fishing out there. I had my own horse, and black people wasn't supposed to live like that. I remember one time our family went up to Estes Park, and uh, Granny had Cadillacs and Winnebagos and all kind of fancy cars. It, she brought the whole church up there and white people were looking at us like, what is going on? Where did these black people come from? They didn't say it like that, but you know what I'm saying. But, but anyway, we have a lot of turns and ups and downs in our family. Uh, but eventually you ended up at Mile High Academy. Denver Junior Academy at the, at the time that I went. I started first grade at Denver Junior, DJA. And uh, uh, I remember I had to ride the bus from one end of the bus route to the other end. And that was in Denver, Globeville, which was past the packing house. 
and uh, my parents would drop me off at Globeville and I'd ride all the way to Inglewood and then walk about a half a, a half to three-fourths of a mile. About, I think I must have been, I don't remember, first or second grade. Um, uh, I realized I had caught the wrong bus and I was going in the wrong direction. So I got off of the bus and walked to school as, as a first grader by myself. Uh, and my, grand, my parents were just amazed that I knew that I was in, on the wrong bus and I knew the direction to get to DJ at that young age. But I have the gift of directions and God, that was, that's a gift that he gave me. Um, you know something I think I have that I, I don't get lost often I don't use GPS If I go one time I know how to go back yeah. But go that's, ahead That's what I've been yes. holding on For so so long So long So so long
Hey, this is not a concert tonight. We have in church. All right. Can you imagine how the Lord feels when the world says, hey, everybody's tripping out? And young people today are not really turned on to the Lord. But here we are. Letting the world know that Jesus is the answer.
I want to praise you. Featuring comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, Hello. and Dr. Milton Brown. Here we go. Praise is what I do. And this is I Want to Praise You.
I remember the house in Brighton, which is a few miles up the street from Henderson. Um, eventually, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful property. Uh, the Platte River, which is one of the biggest rivers in Colorado, ran through the property. Um, they eventually dug a big lake on the property and they they furnished it with fish and I used to go fishing out there. I had my own horse and black people wasn't supposed to live like that. I remember one time our family went up to Estes Park and uh, Granny had Cadillacs and Winnebago's and all kind of fancy cars. She brought the whole church up there and white people were looking at us like what is going on where did these black people come from they didn't say it like that but you know what I'm saying but, but anyway we have a lot of turns and ups and downs in our family uh, but eventually you ended up at Mile High Academy Denver Junior Academy at the, at the time that I went I started first grade at Denver Junior DJA and um, uh, I remember I had to ride the bus from one end of the bus route to the other end. And that was in Denver, Globeville, which was past the packing house. And uh, my parents would drop me off at Globeville and I'd ride all the way to Inglewood and then walk about a half of a half to three fourths of a mile. About, I think I must have been, I don't remember first or second grade, um, uh, I realized I had caught the wrong bus and I was going in the wrong direction. So I got off of the bus and walked to school as, as a first grader by myself. Uh, and my, grand, my parents were just amazed that I knew that I was in, on the wrong bus and I knew the direction to get to DJA at that young age. But I have the gift of directions and God, that was that's a gift that he gave me. Um, you know something, I think I have that. I, I don't get lost often. I don't use GPS. If I go one time, I know how to go back. Yeah. But go that's, ahead. That's what, yes. Uh, my oldest brother, Tommy, um, was gifted also and his, my grandparents bought him a little red scooter so many times that's how I went to school on the red scooter and uh, he was embarrassed because I had long hair and my mother had put them in three plaits and he says you know you carry going down the road with this red scooter and my hair going like, you know, it was flying in different directions. Eventually, because his classmates were affluent and all, my grandfather purchased him a hog, a Harley Davidson. And that's how we got back and forth. I, I love hogs today, but uh, uh, that's how we got back. I went back and forth to school many, many days on a, on a extended
Okay, now, so you end up going to this DJA, which eventually turned into Mile High Academy, and we have a cousin of ours that graduated with high honors from that school that you know you guys have a connection with. But tell us the story how you started or got the opportunity to go to Mile High Academy. Well, as I said, my grandparents or my family believed in it's very strict, I mean, Christian education. Um, you know, and they were trying to follow the format, raising your children out in the country. So, Mile High Academy, DJA was the Adventist school that people sent their children to school. They sent their children to school at my DJA. So, we went, I went. I started first grade. Uh, my first grade teacher was Miss Price, and uh, second grade teachers Miss Fetchler, Betty Fetchler, and uh, ended up with my third grade teacher Miss Torkelson. I ended, we ended. So eventually, I mean, many many years later, we ended up as neighbors at Andrews University. Um, I went to DJA. And uh, they hadn't even, they didn't even have the gym. I remember them putting concrete at the floor at DJA. And um, that's my story basically at DJA. First, second, and third grade there. You made the transformation from Mile High Academy to Campion. So tell me the story of how that took place in. Um, Mile High, Denver Junior Academy, DJA, only went to the 10th, uh, the 11th grade. Uh, so the students were emptied into from DJA into Campion, which was a Adventist boarding school in Loveland, Colorado, about 80 miles from Denver. So that's where I was supposed to go. My parents made an application for my brother, my oldest brother and I to go to Campion. After we got, after we put the application in, um, we got a reply that my brother was not able to attend, but I could. So that's how we got, I got to Campion and I was accepted. Um, I registered, went up and looked at the room. We looked at the room. They told me that I had to stay in the basement. I could I was not allowed to have a roommate. Mm. I couldn't understand why, but it was because of the color of my skin. Come on now. So uh, that's how it ended up. Um, so my parents tried to butter it up, and you know I had a lot of stuffed animals and. I had a very beautiful, they fixed it up with my bedspread and all of that, you know, all of the matching things. So they did the best they could to try to fix up the disappointment and the negativeism of not having allowed to have a roommate and in the basement of the dormitory.
So now you are at an all-white Christian academy in the late 50s or early 60s? Early 60s. Okay. 59 and 6, 59, 60. Okay, so let's talk about this. You're the onlyest, the onlyest, the word for the day is onlyest black person on campus. Um, what was your feeling uh, walking through cl- class and interacting with the students? Give me a feel of how that took place. Well, Garen, I think the thing that was the hardest thing, the hardest part of this journey was when my parents and brothers and sisters dropped me off to school. I realized I was all by myself. I was alone. There was nobody in this area that looked like me, period. I had to leave. This was the first time leaving my family for that length of time. But I realized also I had a mission and I couldn't march like with the civil rights movement in the South because I didn't live there. But I could be the first, you know, to help with the movement and being the first black at this at this institution. So I I tried to buckle down. It it was hard. It was very lonely. One thing that was to my advantage, I had started at at Campion. You know, I knew several of the students because we had started first grade together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were they were, you know, I wasn't totally isolated from not knowing somebody. Right. There was students from all over the United States attending Campion. It was it was hard because some of them were not used to being or living on the same premises as a black person. And they were very, very, very prejudiced and they verbalized a lot of their feelings and things personally to me. Hmm. I know that was hard taking those racial slurs, whatnot. Um, yes. A lot of athletes that had like um, that started out in the major baseball leagues and basketball leagues had to endure the same type of abuse, and it, those white people weren't kind. And for this to be a Christian academy, it's kind of weird hearing that, but this is a truth that we deal with. So. The school year has gotten started. Tell me about some of your classes and how you interacted with some of your teachers. I love my Bible teacher very much. She was very compassionate and kind. Uh, Mrs. Nestler, um, you know, but she was a hard teacher. She didn't play. Um, my chemistry's teacher, I remember the thought of taking chemistry very difficult for me, but he did the best he could um, with what you know what he had I had to work with uh, later I realized I had to I had dyslexia so math was very difficult for me but I guess through compassion and mercy he, I passed um, I know I, I had a job in the cafeteria serving meals um, one thing that was special that I, I still enjoyed, and I passed that on to, to my own children, 
was the Sabbath, like Sabbath morning breakfasts. We had large homemade cinnamon rolls and fruit soup. The campus was a very lovely campus to me. I remember the auditorium, the boys had to sit on one side and the girls on the other. Uh, I was in the church, the school choir, but still there was the slurs from certain students that I had to deal with. And that was very painful. It was very painful to be called out of your name across the campus, you know, at different times. when it was time for me the class trip the sponsor and one of the deans found out that where they the class trip was going somewhere up in the mountains i don't even remember i think at loveland pass or something i they would not accept blacks Mm. i was not scheduled to go on the class trip oh wow and uh so one of the read one of the counselors, the class sponsors, went to this location and made provisions that I could go. And he was very close to me, nurturing to me during during the rest of my uh, matriculation at camp at Campion because okay. I think he realized the racial differences that blacks have to go through. Mm. That was an experience. Um, That's a good experience. Sometimes I'm cold. Sometimes I'm hot. Sometimes I'm prayerful. And other times I'm not. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Sometimes my faith feels used and every time I get in a bind I know you're there I send up this real simple prayer From your soul, reveal me. I know. 
say reveal me. Listen, listen. It's not over, say reveal me. There's a renewing in the air, reveal me. It's never too late for God to reveal me. Everything that I've done wrong, reveal me. Father, I'm standing. I did. Uh, and we kept in touch through the years, Mr. Reader. Yes. So we, we, we're getting through the school year. You, you spent your senior year there. And so there's two events as a senior that are very poignant and stand out for most high school students. And that's the prom or the banquet and, and graduation. So I want you to tell the stories about those two things, you know, in succession. Take your time, because I think you met my dad. Tell the story about that. The church schools called it banquets. So it was February, the first, second week of February. So the principal, Mr. G. Glenn Davenport, called my parents and said that I was not allowed to date any of the uh, the students, my fellow students. So they broke the rules and made exception for the rules for me to invite, some, for my parents to invite someone off campus. That was a big taboo. You could not bring anybody off campus to date or to be an escort. So, as I said, they called my parents and said that I was allowed to have a date off campus. My mother contacted this gentleman uh, who was a soldier at Fitzsimmons General Hospital, uh, military hospital there in, uh, in the Denver area, and asked him to be my escort. I was not for that at all because I thought he was too old and he was a soldier, a military person, and I didn't really... I was not interested at all. The day of the banquet day, Darren, the format was when your escort comes, they would, the girls had to wait in their rooms until they were called into the lobby. When Emmett arrived, evidently, it took almost an hour for them to call me because the girls in the lobby bombarded Emmett and was so impressed and talkative to him, it took that long for him to call me to receive my escort uh and i tease him about that today to this day oh so my daddy my daddy was a player is that what you're saying he was a player (laughs) and still is (laughs) oh this what's wrong with me now i see what my problem is oh lord (laughs) 
So we in the lobby with all these women and here you come and you shut all that down immediately, huh? Well, you know, they were still very talkative. I, I'm wondering, some of them, this was the first time they'd ever seen a black male. So, you know, that was that they could talk to and touch and feel. So no. that was it, that. Was and that. It, it didn't hurt that he was pretty, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was the reason. <laughs> he's, and he's still pretty to this day, man. It's a bad. No, well, it, never anyway. <laughs> All right, so come on, finish the story about the banquet. Well, we he had on a navy blue uh, tuxedo, tuxedo, and I had a blue dress. Anyway, we enjoyed the banquet, and we I have the pictures now to, that we walked through the the heart, and uh, that started a relationship. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it just started a friendship. It was he was even there for my graduation with some of my classmates and we were so after graduation the day of graduation was on a sabbath the end of it and uh so some of my classmates that lived in denver agreed to meet at stapleton airport and we were going to have dinner there after graduation well after graduation we had to drive the 80 60 or 80 miles from from loveland into Denver. Well, I had had, I wanted to have a perfect record of no uh, citations or anything, and that I did. The night of the graduation, evidently, I didn't check out or something. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And I, that Sunday or Monday, I was given a citation. This was after graduation and after school was closed. Mm. I went up to get my, uh, to move out of the dorm. And they said I couldn't leave the campus because I had a citation. I said, for what? Because you left the campus without permission. This was after graduation, graduation night. So they found, and, they found a reason to, to charge you with something that's crazy. Now, you were trying to have perfect attendance is what you're saying. Yes, attendance and no citations, no, no problems. I didn't want them to, to have any disciplinary problems from me ever. Right, and so that one time, that's at, on the way out, they hit you with that. Take this with you, young black girl. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, that that sounds about normal. So, all in all, you made it through the year. You graduated, and today you are the first black student to ever go to that school i'm quite sure you still have friends and people that you know that went to school from back then go ahead and put a bow on this story and let me know how it ended up the thing is one thing is very painful very painful to our family that how the champion experience has made an indelible imprint as a result that my brother my oldest brother uh, right up, right next to me, was not able to attend. So that's that's very painful to the Rice family. So what um, you're basically saying is because Uncle Sammy didn't go because he was a young black man, and he didn't. Well, Campion didn't want him to interact and date the young white girls that he would go to school with. He never had the opportunity or chance to go to school with you. 
And um, he eventually left the church and stopped going to church and religion as a result of that experience in his life. It moved him that that way. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it had a profound impact on him. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's the bad news. The good news is you met my dad and me and my sister are here as a result. And so... <laughs> And that's a whole nother story for another time, but I yeah. just want you to and understand. At the end, 60-year relationship. We celebrated 60 years last year, last October. And uh, I have two beautiful children as a result, uh, two grandchildren. And uh, God has blessed the relationship. Uh, we've, we have traveled. We have... Uh, grown and uh, many, many, many experiences from different as a result of that experience at Campion. Well, Mom, I want you to understand one thing about it and two things for sure that you are officially black history, especially in this family and our family. It's Mother's Day weekend. I want you to know that I love you, I honor you, and respect you. I thank you for taking time out on my little podcast to just tell your story. And um, we all have stories. Now, it's Mother's Day, and I want you to honor some of the women in your life that you honor and respect for Mother's Day. I appreciate my sister, Miriam, at Miriam Ann, and I just want to wish her, Barbara Rice, my friends uh, all throughout the USA, uh, Judy Johnson, uh, Jesse, Mary, Renee, I just want to wish them all happy Mother's Day, Barbara Lee. Thank you for putting up with me and being close sister friends. Uh, Joe, you cannot forget about... Oh, and my very big sister who has been a part of my life since I was about three years old. And that's Jocelyn Bernice Reed Thomas. I love you, big sister. Love you, Miriam. All right, well... Again, happy Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of my family, the females in the family, and friends. Thank you. Right. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. All right, Ma, I love you. And um, this Mother's Day, I'm providing you the gift of freedom to do whatever you want. <laughs> I have my dad here with me in Atlanta. It's the boys. We got flip-flops and boxes on right now. <laughs> we just uh, enjoying each other. So you got the whole weekend to just enjoy and do. You can stay at the house, shop, do whatever you want to. And I love Thank you. Thank you, Darren. Love you. And Thank you for being my favorite son. All right. Thank you for joining us for another edition of I Want to Praise You for comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, and Dr. Milton Brown, of course. You got to say hi to them people before you get out of here, Mom. Milton, I enjoy your 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 interviews, your wisdom, your wisdom, medical wisdom. Thank you, Halloran. Your spiritual influence, your spiritual encouraging words, and and little Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I your laughter brings medicine to our souls. Thank you. Gentlemen. All right. And happy Mother's Day to your family, likewise. And you know how we do it each and every week. We're getting out of here. Ah, ha, ha, ha.
on my mama from a jail cell And who thinking elementary Hey, I see the penitentiary One day, running from the police That's right, mama catch me Put a whoop into my backside And even as a crack fiend Mama, you always was a black queen Mama, I finally understand For a woman it ain't easy Trying to raise a man Always was committed A poor single mother on welfare Tell me how you did it There's no way I can pay you back But the plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know it love is sweet Dear mama Please no one above you You all appreciate it Don't you know it love is Nobody tell us it was fair No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there He passed away and I didn't cry Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father, he was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out and started really hanging I needed money of my own so I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate Just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know we love you And dear mama Love that you gave me 
I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on And there's no way I could pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, and Dr. Milton Brown. Here we go. Praise is what I do, and this is I Want to Praise You. Ladies and gentlemen, 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 we got Anthony Hamilton in the house tonight. He just came from off tour. He got a little something he want to say. I know you love me. I can tell by the way that you kiss me Tight when you hug me Took me to school the very first day Gave me a piece of butterscotch Sent me on my way I know it's frightening I can tell by the pain in your eyes When the rent was late again Too strong to fold Being on your own Lord bless the soul Mama knows love Mama knew love like the back row mm-hmm. Used to fall asleep daily in the work yeah, yeah, Mama swear yeah, yeah. you never have to worry again Mama, I swear you never have to worry, no, no Mama knew love like the Mama knew love. Used to wipe me just to make the ends meet oh, no. Mama swear you never have to worry again a bright and early, right. scrambled eggs, right. swelling in your legs, bills right. on the bed. Still you managed to right. show me a smile, right. then walk to work about right. two or three miles. Mom, I'm gonna struggle with you. I'm gonna help you see the bigger picture. You gave me something no one can take away. You make it so easy to say I love you, Mama. Mama knew love. See, Mama knew love. Used to fall asleep daily in the work. You never have to worry again, Mama. Love, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mama, new love. Mama, new love. Used to fight just to make it easy. Mama, you never have to worry again. Oh, no, no. Mama, new love. Mama, new love. She gave me love. Crazy love. Crazy love. So much love. Gave me love, love. Mama, 